It's Thursday, July 31st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Mark Reith, and joining me in studio from Rule Breakers, Simon Erickson, and also from Rule Breakers, Dave Meyer. Gentlemen, we're just breaking all sorts of rules Uh-oh. today. You can't get enough of us. Too we're much. everywhere. Oh my gosh, my head is going to explode with all the rule breaking. Uh, earnings season is rolling on, so we've got a lot to chat about, including Yelp, Twitter, and SodaStream. But we begin with Invensense, and David, I wanted to start with Invensense because, frankly, I know nothing about this company. Tell me about the company, and why the heck should I care about it? <laughs> well, the the company makes motion sensors that go into all sorts of things, but mainly smartphones and tablets. And you should ca- you should care, mm-hmm. and others should care, because this company is taking the world by storm. No, wow. yes, tell me more. It's about sales, sales, and more sales. Don't laugh, Simon. So, uh, the the company just reported earnings and beat sales expectations for the quarter. Mm -hmm. Then management followed that up with, hey, we're going to have even more sales than we thought next quarter. Mm -hmm. And then management followed that up with, hey, we're going to have more yearly sales than uh, than we thought uh, going forward. Uh So... The, uh, what's happening is we're seeing a serious adoption of, of their products, and the the tailwind behind them is just massive. We're gonna have seven and a half billion smartphones hit the market over the next five years. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get more than their fair share of that market, and um, the other thing is wearables is following right behind it. In mm. fact, their start production is starting to pick up for um, uh, for the product. Uh, for the products that are going to go into wearables markets in the future. So it's all good at Invencent right now. Sales, sales, and sales. More sales than the Spanish Armada. So who's who's buying all this? Because I read, uh, well, I was trying to do a little bit of research before this. I was reading about the rumor of a big uh, uh, a buyer for Invencent, maybe Apple? So uh, p- Apple probably is not going to be buying them. I don't see that as uh, Apple style in this particular um, instance. However, there has been a persistent rumor that Invensense is going to be a supplier of se- of products to Apple. Ah, okay. So there were literally eighty five thousand allusions to <laughs> to Apple from management in the conference call. Well, maybe not 85,000, maybe 80. You well, said eight, literally, 84, David. 84, 98. Okay. okay, so I rounded up uh-huh. a little. Um, but the company is definitely signaling that they believe they are uh, they are supplier. We won't know until somebody actually tears down a device. The, the, the company's not going to say anything. Right. But odds are still looking pretty good. Okay, so the company's at uh, close to an all-time high. Is now an okay time to buy? Should I be waiting for that Apple announcement? What should I be doing right no, now? No, you shouldn't wait. This, this, mm. is, this company is, like I said, gathering momentum. They are investing heavily in R&D to come out with more chips, better chips to stay ahead of the competition. They're attracting more customers. They have, again, mobile devices, wearables, and the idea of the Internet of Things, there's going to be a sensor on just about everything we have, and InventSense wants to be there to do that. So, long term, this is this growth story is still intact. I don't really care about where the stock is relative to its highs. You want to own this company. Sales, sales, and sales. Let's keep uh, talking about some momentum and talk about Twitter. Which just had one heck of a quarter, Simon. I mean, my goodness, revenue. Uh, this is the big number that everyone was talking about. Revenue jumped 124 percent. Where the heck did that come from? 
Well, well, obviously, there's more sales than the Spanish Armada, This is another uh, rule breakers pick that we really like. And uh, like you said, operationally, they're, they're killing it. Revenue was up, driven by ad revenue, which more than doubled mm-hmm. to $277 million. And where is that ad revenue coming from? Well, obviously, advertisers want to go where the users are going. So let's track that back to the monthly active users for Twitter. Um, hashtag awesomeness on this. Oh, they, their monthly active users increased 24% now, $271 million. That's only the, the registered active users of Twitter. We think that the audience that's actually looking at tweets and is not an active user is two to three times as large as that. I'm in that audience. You've got the <laughs> users. You've got the advertising. It's a platform for success. Okay. Now, uh, to your point, so last quarter, uh, this, there was a slowdown in the number of users who were uh, on Twitter. Uh, this quarter, obviously, a big boost. When that slowdown happened, people were ready to call Twitter dead. Uh, and now this big boost has happened, and it's up, what, 30% in the last couple of days. This There's just so much back and forth with this stock. What's an average investor to do? Look at the long term. Hmm. Let's not get caught up in the quarter-to-quarter expectations of how many percentage users we're supposed to add in this one quarter that's three months. Twitter is a platform that's going to take time to get those users. If we're looking at this in years instead of quarters, I think that you'll do all right. 500 million tweets a day. How many of them were yours, Dave? Um, outgoing? Uh, zero. zero. I'm, I'm a lurker. Come on. I, I will say I use it as for content curation. I, I have a lot of people that I follow, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the technology um, in the technology realm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they there's just tons of good information out there that I get every day as a result of Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting board post on the uh, Rule Breakers boards as well. Uh, uh, a member said, I've been getting very specific targeted ads running through my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to say they're annoying. And he said they were spot on. Huh. That's a great sign. Yeah. That's exactly what Twitter wants to do. They want to use all the information that they gather from your tweets, figure out what you're interested in, and then work with an advertiser to give the right message at the right time to the right audience. Yeah. And from today, you know, from the past, uh, from the recent uh, performance, they're, they're doing it. There you go. Simon, how many followers do you have on Twitter? Uh, that's a goose egg, Mark. I, <laughs> that's I'm a big a, old I'm goose egg. I'm not a, a Twitter user. You're a rule breakers I, guy, but you're I, not even on Twitter. I, I'm, I'm making more than 2,000 people very sad by not tweeting. <laughs> Come on. We're, <laughs> I, we're on pins and needles know, waiting for your words of wisdom. Twitter shareholder, though. Twitter shareholder, not a Twitter user. <laughs> Gosh, the lurkers over here. I'm looking at my own. I'm following 300 people, but I only have 200 followers. Uh, I think wah, that's, wah, yeah, wah. That's, that's a little sad. Follow me, fans, at Christmas Reef <laughs> oh, over gosh. on Twitter. <laughs> Wonderful. I love your name. I, I know, right? Yeah, a little, I love it. little bit of a play on words. Better than that Spanish Armada pun. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep going with SodaStream, which just reported a pretty mixed quarter. And more than ever, it seems like a tale of two companies. You have Europe and the Middle East doing great things, and then you have the U.S. doing not so great. Oh, why is that? Why aren't people buying SodaStream here? Uh, well, first of all, there's there's kind of a cultural difference. Uh, <laughs> Europe is very big on seltzer water, uh, which is carbonated water, which is it lends itself to a SodaStream-like device. So that's one thing. Um, but but just to highlight that point you made, Mark, I'm going to throw a couple numbers out here. SodaStream kind of tracks three different metrics when they report results. It's the number of new kits that they sell, the number of new flavor units that they sell, and also the number of gas canisters that they sell. So I'm going to compare those for just the U.S. versus the rest of the world. Uh, Let's start internationally. The number of gas canisters was up 20%, number of flavor units up 21%, number of of soda-making units up 4%. Mm -hmm. Pretty strong results. 
you look at that in the United States, gas canisters was up 7%, flavor units was down 11%, number of soda-making units down 55%. Ouch. That tells the story to me right now that, you know, this is a razor and blades model. You have to sell the razors to sell the blades. And if SodaStream really wants to crack into the U.S., they need to start selling more of these units. Hmm. And um, to address this, the company is actually changing their advertising message. They're going to focus much more on the health benefits of SodaStream as opposed to uh, some of the things that they've tried in the past. They are keeping Scarlett Johansson. I'm very excited about that. Yes, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, but, you know, I, again, if, if they really want to, to break into the market, I think that there, there's a, a couple things they need to change. They're doing well, well, well in the rest of the world. Let's see if they can bring it back here to the U.S. All right. And uh, one of the other big things surrounding SodaStream right now is this potential buyout, which boosted the stock pretty nicely these last couple of weeks, at least before this report. Uh, what's the word on that? Rumor at this point, mm. people familiar with the matter are, are, are throwing the rumors it's out always there. Always people familiar um, with the matter. You know how it goes. Uh-huh. You know how it goes. SodaStream's declining on commenting on it, but there is a rumor out there of a buyout price of $40 a share if they were to go private. Um, Take that, you know, as you will as investors. I don't. I wouldn't recommend making any investment recommendation because of a rumor out there. Right. But it is something to follow. Well, give us an investment recommendation right now. What am I to do with SodaStream? I think SodaStream for me is a hold. Yeah. I, I do think that it's a good company, and the potential is definitely there for for beverages in the United States. It's a huge market. I would like to see how these these new advertising campaigns and execution by management. Um, if, if they're able to crack it and they do a good job, then it's definitely a buy because the market definitely supports it. Mm-hmm. But I would like to give it at least a little bit more time to see if they're going to make good with what they say. All right. You're not a Twitter user, but you're a Twitter shareholder. Have you used SodaStream? Used, yes. Do not own one. Do not own one. Uh, what would you, you think of it? I've never used it before. I, I had no problems with it. It, no. it tastes a little different than, than traditional Coke. but uh-huh. um, That is a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. I had no problems with it. <laughs> you know, meh. Um, all right. Speaking of reviews, let's talk about Yelp which is way down today after reporting second quarter earnings. David, what happened with Yelp? Uh, of, of course, it blew away expectations and raised guidance. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the opposite of what down ten percent today. Yeah, uh, I honestly I don't know what the market was looking for, but mm. the company um, did report very strong, uh, very strong numbers, mm. both in sales, more importantly, on en- engagement. More people are coming to the Yelp site. Um, it has uh, 138 million monthly active users uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That was a 27% uh, increase. Um, more importantly, they're becoming more engaged on mobile. Uh, about a little more than 50% of people are engaging um, Yelp through mobile, which makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. When you're out and hey, where do we go for uh, you know where do we go to get something to eat or something like that. Pop out, you know, get out your smartphone, pop open the Yelp app, and see what's uh, see what's around you. You know, I usually pop open the Google app. Well, what, what's what's a Yelp supposed to do against a search engine giant like Google or one of the other millions review sites out there? So it's very interesting. You should ask that hmm. because there was a recent um, article from eMarketer saying that the trend is not mobile search. But mobile apps. Okay. So here's what's happening: people are getting on their devices, and they're not necessarily going to Google or Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> or Yahoo Dave. Sorry, that was funny. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Uh, yeah. uh, but they're <clears throat> what they're doing is there. There's the the apps that people are putting out are so good now hmm. that you can search very specific things. Right. If I want to get something to eat, I can go to Yelp. And see and what's there. And the, the the over the past year, the trends have started to reverse. Meaning, 
less search on mobile, mm-hmm. more use of the apps to get what you want. So it's a it's a trend that Google needs, I'm sure, is aware of, right? And that investors need to be aware of, especially for companies like Yelp. The trend is Yelp's friend. Okay, it so is. do we do we do we just follow the trend? Do we give Yelp a five star review? Yes, uh, <laughs> four and a half. Oh, no wow. one ever deserves a five star review in my book. Harsh but fair. Yeah, harsh but fair. Um, I, I do think it's. Uh, I do think the company is worth buying. Mm. Um, the other thing that they are doing is they are taking the cash flows that they're generating and they're cash flow positive, and they're reinvesting them back in many more ways to engage not only with um, the user but to make sure that they're driving a connection between the user and the business that they're supporting. Mm -hmm. This is not like a Groupon model where, quite frankly, the incentives were entirely misaligned. uh, It's in Yelp's best interest to help its customers, the people who are buying ad packages from them. And they are doing that with things like video, message to the business, and and Yelp reservations. You can make a reservation at a restaurant through Yelp now. Hmm. Um, And we're going to see that becoming, again, those types of touch points make the uh, make the experience better and make the user customer relationship a little more sticky. Are you yelping? Uh, I do Yelp. Well, you you yelp, but you don't tweet. So uh, my goodness. But, but but again, I'm not a. I don't send out my reviews. I'm a, I'm a lurker. I use <laughs> I I'm a user. <laughs> so you you just review them for no, yourself? No, no. I, mean, I, I use I use the application okay. to figure out where where I want to okay. go. Is this a place I want to uh, want to go? If I need a service, go see. Okay, here are, you know here are the. Four best haircut places in you know in the area. I use the app. Okay. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a really big contributor to reviews. But you're, you're no one cares about there. my opinion. Well, I should hope Wait. not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. This is a. We're all. We're all about opinions. Uh, yeah, that's true. Simon, <laughs> are you a Yelper? Uh, I do use Yelp mostly for restaurants mm-hmm. in the DC area, which works out sometimes. Mark, I just wanted to add one thing to the uh, the eMarketer report. You know, they're actually predicting that mobile ad revenue. To grow three times as fast as, as digital ad revenue. So yeah. the uh, the focus that Dave pointed out that people are getting on mobile more, they're using the apps more. That's definitely a trend that's in their favor. Favor, and I think it's going to work out pretty well for Yelp actually. Okay, uh, Simon Erickson, Dave Meyer, guys, thanks for being here. Pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Mark Reith, and you can follow me at Twitter at Christmas Reith. That's R E E T H. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.